Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome into the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dan Soxie. I'm your host, Neil McCready. Today, Zach Barry of RebelGrove.com of Red Cup Rebellion live and in person. Believe it or not, this is the first time I think that we've ever met one another in person. We do like Zooms and stuff. And so you you forget that, yeah, man, I we've never even been in the same room together. But uh, here we are. So thanks for coming down. Good, yeah. good to see you. Buying the odds. Yeah, uh, that microphone is—it almost requires you to talk into it. Okay. There you go. There we go. That's better. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll talk some recruiting here in a minute. The there's uh, been Zach's had several stories. He's had uh, chicks threads every day. So there's a lot to get to. Recruiting is um, recruiting this time of year can get a little funky on a number of reasons because number one, they're kids. Number two. This, the imminence of the decision begins to hit guys, and some guys enjoy recruiting. They enjoy all the attention. And then I think this is more more common. Some guys build relationships with multiple coaches. It's not really about the schools. It's Coach Jones at School X is recruiting me, and I really like him. But Coach Smith at School Y is recruiting me, and I really like him too. And I think I've decided on school X, but man, I really dread telling Coach Smith because I might like him a little bit more than I actually like Coach Jones. And I know when I hang up the phone, that's probably the end of that for a while. And so that's part of what happens here. And then there's just the imminence of, hey, you're going to make this decision. And when you make it, that's it. It's done. And for some kids, they don't like that. Some kids want to get it over with. Some kids don't, and some kids it's it's that you got to tell a coach, I'm out. That's what I was gonna say. It, it's hard for it's hard for for these kids to tell tell folks no because, like you said, they build a relationship for two three years. You get to know a coach. I mean, sometimes you get to know their family, you get to know their kids, and look, it, it's everybody likes attention, and this kind of attention is not just regular attention. It's Hey, you're awesome. We 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 love you, man. We want you to be on this be be a part of this program. We want you to be on this team. Blah blah blah. And so when these people have been talking you up for two or three years, and then man, you got to narrow it down to to three, two, and then you got to make a decision. It's hard. Okay. There we go. Um. Yeah. It's just it's it's hard to say no. I mean, I I've never been recruited by a power five program, but there are other instances in life when you have to tell someone no or deliver bad news. And it's, it's never easy. No, it's not. It's uh, first of all, you guys in the thread, let us know if that's, if that's better from an audio standpoint, I, I turned, I turned everything up a little bit. Sometimes doing multiple podcasts, like right now, I think I'm too hot, but I'm also talking into a microphone that I'm used to talking into and you're not. So um, I guess we're okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Got the thumbs up. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. So we can do this a lot of different ways. First, I want to tell you, I'm coming to you from, we're both in the Clark Ford Studios, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey uh, what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's uh, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. And the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Uh, Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove that to you when uh, you make the call, 662-257-1900. And we are uh, sponsored by Dead Soxy. Dead Soxy is back with its annual BOGO this week. So here's a chance to add to your collection. If you missed out on the score sale, use the code BLUE, B-L-U-E, to redeem you have to put both items in your cart before checkout. The deal applies to all items on the website except collaborations. Bundles are included. You can mix and match different bundles. There is a catch. There's only one BOGO per transaction. So if you put six bundles in your cart, you're only going to get uh, one bundle for free. Uh, each item or bundle that you want a BOGO on, do a separate transaction. Just use the code BLUE each time, B-L-U-E. It's that simple. Use the code for an unlimited number of transactions. So head over to deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code BLUE. And as always, stay soxy. And I'll take care of a little business here uh, while we're having this part of the conversation. And that is to tell you that uh, Dead Soxy is, uh, they're, they're going to come back to us at some point in the fall of 2021. But we're going to be shopping for a, um, we're going to be shopping for a sponsor here for this, this show um, we've been doing the show for a while. Uh, Zach and I get together every week, whether it's in person this time or, or more often uh, via Zoom. And uh, all that, the numbers on this show are really good. I'll be happy to share that with anybody who is interested in sponsoring. We can put together a deal. We can make it a standalone. We can do a lot of different things. Get in touch with me. You know my email address, neilmccrady at gmail.com. Holler at me. Hit me up on social media, whatever. If your business is interested in sponsoring the Soft Verbal Podcast, obviously it'd be a great time to get into it. It's open starting January one. You can jump in. We'll have uh, recruiting going all the way through February, and then immediately launching into what I think is the single most important recruiting class for Lane Kiffin and his staff, and that's the one that they'll sign a year from now. Uh, whether the pandemic. And I actually have some confidence today based on having some conversations with people that the um, the pandemic, as it impacts recruiting, is going to be over with by the summer. Maybe not spring, but summer. Um, I, I think you're going to see NCAA member institutions push back hard. Vaccine, yeah. no vaccine, whatever. I don't think there's a willingness, for lack of a better word, on the part of Power Five programs to do this again, yeah, that's, it's, that's pretty sourced. It's just, it's just, it's virtually, pardon the pun, virtually impossible to not only recruit, but I mean these these kids just, you know, it. There's no way I would have been able to make a college decision without seeing campuses. Well, you end up making a, a half-hearted college decision. I mean, it happened in my house. I mean, you know. Caroline was going to go look at four or five schools. Mm -hmm. Came down to the two schools that she'd seen. That's it. It's hard to pick a school that you've. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say, "Hey, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go to the University of Tennessee when I've never even been to Knoxville." Yeah, that's kind of tough to do. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? It's hard to say, hey, I'm going to go to LSU, but I've never been to Baton Rouge except to dance. I've never been on the campus. I've never met with the people. I've never done those things. And Zooms, and thank God for Zoom. We've used the hell out of Zoom doing what we do. Um, But Zoom is not a personal thing. You cannot build a personal relationship on Zoom. No. Not, Not like that. And so what's happened with kids is, and you see this in college football recruiting a lot. You see kids just going, "All right, I'm I'm going to go where I'm where I've been. I'm going to go where I'm comfortable." And then you throw in the prospect of the one time no penalty transfer, which is coming, mm-hmm. and kids go, "You know what? I know I, I, I'm growing up in Georgia. I know about Georgia Tech. I've been there. I'm going to go there. And if it doesn't work out, hey, I can transfer." Yeah. And they they don't because those kids realize this: the transfer portal. As Chris Landry and I were just talking about a minute ago on SEC football, football and beyond, the transfer portal has more people in it than there are spots available. Yeah. I mean, the portal is full of yeah. dudes that wish they weren't in the portal. Yeah, and, you know, you, you talked about seeing a place and seeing a campus and getting a vibe for the town, and I think that it can also go the other way where a kid, man, you know, I, I don't really know about Ames. But then they go and they meet Matt Campbell and they're like, you know what? No, like this is the right place. Like, sure. I'm going with it. I, I, I click, I, you know, I connected with the staff and then they can make a decision on that. So, yeah, it's just, it's incredibly difficult. And then, yeah. I'll give you an example. Okay. Uh, De- Deuce Vaughn. Uh, yeah, Chris, Chris Vaughn's Chris's son. son um, last year, you know, he had an offer from Arkansas, mm-hmm. but there was a sense that the Arkansas staff was going to get let go. And then there was a feeling that the only reason they were really offering him at Arkansas was because of his dad. And there was some stuff like that. Uh, there were another couple other schools that were kicking the tires or whatever. And Kansas State looked at his film and liked him mm-hmm. and said, why don't you come up? Yeah. And so he and his mom got in the car and they made the nine-hour trip from Austin to Manhattan, Kansas. And – spent the day hanging out in Manhattan and they got to go talk to the coaching staff, got to be in the building, got to do all that stuff. And Chris was telling me that, that Deuce was on the phone with him the next day. Dad, I, I think this is my place. Yeah. And Marquette, Chris's wife was like, I think this is it. And they went home, slept on it for a couple of days and then boom, pulled the trigger. And that's what he did. And yet that doesn't happen. Even if you, you know, a kid can come up to Oxford, kids are going to come to Oxford this weekend for the egg bowl, mm-hmm. but you can't talk to the coaches. Yeah. You can't go inside the building. You can't have that interaction. So when people call these visits, well, Zach, tell me about the visit. Well, it was the same kind of visit you had, man. He was in the stands. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can drive around town and you can you can go to Proud Larry's or whatever and you can do all those things, but it's not normal. Mm-hmm. It's it's not there there is not that physical interaction. There's none of that stuff, and so it's not anything like a typical visit. Everyone is so used to uh, December official visits, January official visits. Those aren't ha- those aren't happening. They're not happening at all. And so it, the, the the recruiting cycle is different. It's different for the fans. It's different for the coaches. But the people who are really being punished, if we're just being honest, are the young people themselves. They're the ones that they're having to make these decisions and sign binding documents mm-hmm. without the full array of information in front of them. And those and those visits you're you're alluding to the December the January. I mean those that is the the best example of controlled chaos in, in recruiting. I mean, you as soon as you get, is, whether it's driving, whether it's flying, as soon as you arrive, there is an itinerary, and it is mm-hmm. on the second, on the dot of what you're doing the entire time. And that is where, you know, 
it's controlled. The whole thing is a controlled experience. And that's where kids can make decisions. Now it's just, well, I'm here. Like, you know, what am I going to do? You Not even just kids, the, parents. Yeah. You know, maybe a kid says, hey, I want to go to Ole Miss. I, I really like Ole Miss, but mom has some reservations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happens all the time. And you can fill in Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, whatever for Ole Miss, and it still applies. Well, a lot of those questions get answered one way or the other mm-hmm. on, on the course of a weekend. And then there's examples where kids come in for a visit. And this is, you're gonna, this is what's going to happen a lot, too. Kids come in for a visit, and part some members on the staff are like, this is a take. Mm-hmm. And other people on the staff have reservations. Mm-hmm. And that visit ends up being big. Yeah, There's interaction. There have been visits where kids came in, and the decision was made, we don't want this guy. Yeah. This, is, this is a guy, I don't want to name names, but that happened last year. <laughs> this is, this yeah. is a guy we just don't want in our program well now you don't get to make those decisions that way so you're you're like lane kiffin said the other day and it's not just him it's not just lane kiffin it's not an excuse because he's not the only first year coach out there yeah but they are literally going to sign a class full of kids that in many cases they've never met Mm -hmm. yeah doesn't mean it'll be total failure but it won't work all right there's a question in here um Zach from Denver Reb, he says, it doesn't appear that the network is energized. Is that a false assumption? Oh, absolutely. I talked to, uh, well, I, I know for a fact that uh, things shifted after the Alabama game. I think um, the powers that be, if you will, um, were like, okay, this is, this is legit. He can coach. Players are playing well. The offense is certainly working. Now, the defense, you know, Neil, we could do seven shows about the defense and how bad it is and how it needs to be fixed. Um, but, I mean, it, you can tell the, the, uh, the buy-in is there with the team. Uh, they're, they're, they're not a great defensive team. They don't tackle particularly well. Um, they're slow in some spots. They're, they're not great up front. But they – look, and I know – People might say, "Well, that's a cop out." Like that, you're just saying that. Like, I think they play hard still. Yeah, there is no just "woe is me" shoulders slumped. No, like, no lack still, of effort. No, no, they still play. Lack and of I talent. Think, yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's indicative of what this staff has done. But yeah, I mean, I think the network is is has bought in. You know, sure, there were probably some people that didn't care for Kiffin because he's not a Mississippi guy. He's not from the South, and he doesn't want to go play golf all the time. Yeah, but. I think the people that know football and want this program to get back to where it was in 14 and 15, they can see that there's a seismic shift that has happened. And they've got a real opportunity tomorrow, Neil, to really uh, – I had someone tell me that they really – and it's not because of the rivalry. It is they want to make a statement. And the word that was used was bury. They want to bury them where it's get them out of the way to where in state we can get who we want we don't have to worry about anybody in startable um but yeah it's it was a very emphatic they're very focused and determined this week so take me through some of these in-state kids who are still options right now where, where do those battles stand so i i posted earlier uh mckeelan pounders uh is going to be in town for the game um you know, he actually tweeted out earlier today um, that uh, he will be signing early, which I, I confirmed with him a couple weeks ago, but it was a, to be honest, Neil, if, I, if I'm a Mississippi State fan, it was the 
kind of an ominous tweet. It was an announcement about your signing. I uh, didn't say anything about signing with Mississippi State. You know, not saying he's going to flip or not saying that he's not going to stay. I think State is in the lead right now. Um, they have they've dug in deep on him, and you know, for good reason. He's a very good player. Um, he's he's probably the one that's the biggest long shot in my opinion. Um, but uh, but yeah, he he'll be signing early. Uh, Brandon Buckhalter, the wide receiver. From Flowood, uh, I think that um, he's still leaning Ole Miss's way. I think it's very obvious that the offense caters to his skill set, um, and he is—he's that big body receiver that they like. Uh, I think that if they were able to to sign him to go with Braylon Brown, I mean that is two big guys, two big six three. Um, Braylon's a little bit, a little bit more on the leaner side than uh than Buck Halter. But Buck Halter, last time I spoke with him, he said he was at two ten. Uh, that's that's a good size, six three two ten. That'll you can play yeah. in the SEC. Um, MJ Daniels, the former. So Buck Halter was a former Ole Miss commit. MJ Daniels, former Ole Miss commit. He's still committed to state, and A uh, and M or and Ole Miss are pushing for him hard. Um, you know. His former teammate McKinley Jackson's in College Station. They've been in contact the whole time. Ole Miss is coming after him. Terrell Buckley has been working him hard. Uh, that one's gonna. I think that one's gonna go back and forth until signing day. Um, There's some. I can't get into it. There's some confusion there that has to settle out, and it, it has to happen for him. Yeah. Just because things happened in the past, don't mean that they'll happen to that magnitude in the present. Right. That's kind of those things that kids have to figure out on their own. And if you, well, it's, it's kind of, it, it's going to be a reality one way or the other. <laughs> uh, and it's a matter of when you accept that reality. Yeah. It's, you know, because I think sometimes you're waiting for something to happen just because it happened in the past. And that doesn't always mean that it's going to happen in the mm -hmm. future. And in this case, it's not going to happen. So certainly yeah. not to the degree that it happened in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I still think, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Who I, says I couldn't have been a lawyer, huh? Yeah, yeah you know. Um, <laughs> uh, Luke Altmyer is obviously still out there. Um, I mean, look, I'll, I'll, I'll take the heat off of you on Altmyer. Okay. okay, I will. I'll take the heat off of you on Altmyer. If Luke Altmyer signs with Florida State and you guys beat us up, fair enough. <laughs> All I can ever do is report or bring forward what I've heard from the people I've talked to. Yeah. Okay. I don't know Luke Altmyer. Yeah, I don't either. Okay, I, I don't know his family. I'm told that they are remarkably good people. Mm -hmm. I am told that they are completely on board with him going wherever he would like to go because, and I know this, this isn't the case always, but in this particular case, they really just want what's best for their son. They want him to build where he can be happy. They want him to yeah. go where he can develop. Imagine that. They, that's what they want. So yep. the, the Mississippi State Ole Miss angle on this is a is is a non-starter, and I'm told yeah. that by people who would absolutely know close people who would know. Now that being said, all I can do is tell you that what I've heard pretty consistently since early October is that Luke Altmyer is going to sign with Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean he's going to? I don't know. I don't do crystal balls because you get killed when you get one wrong. And I get killed enough. I don't need to. I don't need to. Yeah. I would have missed the crystal ball in my own house. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, Technically, you can't even do one because he's committed to Florida State. 
Yeah. So there's your. There you go. There's my out. Yeah. But if I were to do one right now, it would be Ole Miss. Would I bet my life on it? Of course not. Would I bet a lot of money on it? No, I would not. But that's what I think. I think it's Ole Miss. And I think he's waiting until signing day because, quite frankly, unless you just want the drama of a press conference and stuff. There's no need to do anything. There's no, and what are you going to do now? I mean, his, his father's in medicine. He's not going to have some big gathering of people to have some celebration in all likelihood. So you're going to do it. In, you're going to have a Zoom call? I mean, give me a break. He's just going to sign papers. Yeah. Fax it over. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very it, – I would say you said early October. I was about the same time when – you know, this was after the Alabama game. And I'd reached out to him to ask him, you know, hey, did you watch the Ole Miss game, Ole Miss Alabama game? If so, what'd you think? Yeah. Uh, he never got back to me. And he's pretty much been on lockdown for, for most of – I mean, he's focusing on his senior season. He's wanting to, uh, to win a state championship. They unfortunately didn't get that done. But he was very quiet. But I started hearing, you know, he loves the offense. He loves what Matt Corral's doing. Um I've had several people tell me he refers to Jeff Levy as a big brother. Um, you know, that's where you get back to the relationship thing. He's built a relationship with Jeff Levy. Uh, then everything kind of came full circle, Neil, when he was in town at the game for South Carolina. You, you see Matt Corral throw 500-plus yards. And I think that, you know, that could have potentially solidified it. Yeah, and I, and I think beyond just that, I mean, you – Look at the – I mean, if Matt plays like this next season, he's going pro. Yeah. So you step right in. So you're in position to step in. I don't – it's 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 obvious that if there's a quarterback behind him who's ready to go, we're not hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I, I think at least one of the quarterbacks at Ole Miss is going to get in the transfer portal mm -hmm. and probably more than one. I'd say probably at least two right now. Yeah, are going to get in the portal and, and look for places to go. And uh, in February, I've said this story a few times, so I'll, I'll just repeat it quickly because most of you have heard it since then. In February, or maybe it was late January, before pandemic started, there was an official visit weekend, and I was doing the creepiest day of my life deal that I do <laughs> on, on those Sundays where I'm hanging out outside of the, uh, the hotel uh, waiting to stalk 18-year-old boys, which is just awful. Regardless, um, I was having some conversations with people who would absolutely know, and it was the day that I think Colton Gauthier was in town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I asked somebody who would know. I said, so is he your number one guy? And the answer was very frank. No, he's number two. So we like him. I think Ole Miss would have taken him. Mm -hmm. If Gauthier had picked Ole Miss instead of South Carolina, I don't think we'd be having this conversation right now. Yeah. He's a really good player. Yeah. Uh but he didn't. He picked South Carolina, and there they they were other quarterbacks. There was the kid who I think ended up signing with Houston or committing to Houston or whatnot. There's been other quarterbacks. Max Cop. Yeah, I, I can't keep up. Who, who've come through, and they didn't take him because they knew this was the guy they wanted. And I'm kind of using this to sort of transition to answer a question that's on the on the on the board. They knew that they that this staff is its philosophy. Whether it works or not, we'll find out down the road. It's philosophies. We're not going to take kids just to take kids. Mm -hmm. We're not going to take a kid. We're not going to take plan C if we don't think plan C can play. Right. Just to take plan C. Well, and, and plan A, back in January, 
the kid that they liked the most in this class was Luke Altmaier. Now, does that mean that Altmaier will be better than Gauthier? I don't know. We'll find out. But that's who they liked the most. Yeah. And so if they can get him, it, it sort of tells you. Because here's the question is, what's the number of recruits that Ole Miss is looking to sign? I know that they're going to be in the portal heavy. I don't think that they would be able to tell you with authority exactly the number because I think it depends on who wants to come. Exactly. They're not going to spend a lot of time on plan B. They'll utilize the portal to fill those gaps. Yeah. Well, I, and I said Max, Maddox cop. Um, I don't. Well, that's what threw me off. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he, he didn't say this to me. I talked to Max a couple times. Um, the sense that I got from talking to him, I, and again, I'm not saying this is true. I got the sense that Ole Miss was honest with him. And they said, hey, look, we, we got a number one guy. Yeah. We like you a lot, but we got a number one guy. And I think that that, you know, that kind of honesty in recruiting, I think it's it's good. I think that's sure. how, that's how staff should be. But I think Maddox made a business decision and was just like, okay, I appreciate y'all being honest. I really like Houston. I really like Dana Holgerson. I really like you guys, but I'm going to go with them. Because I am number one for them. Right. And yeah. so I think that that's where Ole Miss and, and that kind of honesty and just telling, as you like to do, Neil, telling it like it is, I think that that's how they're going to operate, not just this year, but they're going to do that as long as they're in Oxford. Like they're not, you can't give a concrete number because it's going to be who who wants to come. Are they a take? Okay, if we like them in the system, if they fit, good. If not, well, I've said this for a while, Zach. When your goal is to be nationally competitive, again, that's the word goal because people will scoff at it. Like, well, but they're right now. I'm like, well, here's the thing. If your goal is to be a nationally competitive program, and that is what Lane Kiffin – it's the reason Lane Kiffin waited, frankly. Yeah. There was a period there where I think Lane Kiffin could have gotten the Arkansas job. Yeah, absolutely. There was two or three days there where I think if he'd pushed hard enough – I think we have that pretty pretty well sourced. Yeah, he, he would have taken it. Yeah. He did, And he was absolutely – if Ole Miss decided if, – if Mike Norvell, for example, had said, you know what, I've thought about it, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd rather go to Ole Miss than Florida State. Mm-hmm. Or if – or if – the powers that be at, at Ole Miss that said, you know what, we're just not ready to do this Kiffin thing. Let's hire Elijah Drinkwitz. Let's hire Billy Napier. I don't know. Fill in, fill in your gap. Will Healy. Whoever. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. Zero. Zero doubt. 100% positive that Lane Kiffin would have taken the Arkansas job. 100%. I, I, I know that yeah. to be accurate. So he, he, stayed, he took Ole Miss instead because he thought it had a higher ceiling. Well, it would be – Defeating your own purpose to walk in at a place where you think you have the super high ceiling and you walk in and go, okay, so here's what we're going to do. If we don't get this kid, we're going to take this next kid down. And, and here's the thing, and people don't like this because it's the pandemic and people are pandemic out. God knows I'm pandemic out. But it's prevented them from doing what it is they wanted to do, and so they've had to adjust what they've done in year one on the fly. Yeah. You know, they have, and – People say, well, it's not affecting Sam Pittman. I heard that just the other day, you know, because Arkansas has got a top 20 class right now. Well, they're, they're, they're doing it differently. Now, am I, does that mean that I'm saying Kiffin's way is going to work and Pittman's way isn't? No. We'll see. I've said this consistently. When everybody goes, well, you think, so you think Lane Kiffin's going to win big? I don't know. So you think he's going to fail? I don't know. We're going to see. I mean, we're gonna, it's too early to tell. But he have a, they have a plan, and they're sticking to that plan. And their plan is if you can't get the impact guy – Keep your powder dry. Use that spot in the transfer portal yeah. and 
try again. Well, in, in, in next year, 2022, is because the, the pandemic, what, March was when things kind of started, April? The, the, uh, but March the 10th, they shut it down. Okay. They found out pretty early that this, this class wasn't going to be the big push that they wanted. So they just went ahead, like you said, kept the powder dry, moved on. 2022 is the year. Uh, hopefully, barring anything crazy, things will be relatively back to some semblance of normalcy. They're going to go hard on a lot of big national prospects, and they're going to focus on, you know, give or take three or four or five dudes in state that they feel can be impact guys and play at a power five level. But yeah, they're, they're not going to, there is no like, all right, we got to get 27 guys in 2021. No, like they're, no. I, I, if you made me put a number out there, I'd say anywhere from 20 to 24. Yeah, depends on who. Based on my. Depends on how they close. Yeah, on my opinion on certain players that I think they will take that they think are um, capable of playing at an SEC level. Um, but yeah, like you said, it depends on who wants. I mean, look, if MJ Daniels, Brandon Buckhalter, and McKeelan Pounders all say, you know what, we like this weird dude in Starkville. We're just going to stick with them. That drastically changes their class. Yeah. I don't think they're going to scramble and try to replace them. They're just going to say, okay, scratch them off the list. We're moving on. So, um, you know, Ty Cooper, we hadn't talked about him. Yeah. The other in-state guy. Um, Ole Miss and State are going back and forth with him. It's, it's going to be a battle. If they can't get him, they're not going to go scrounging, you know, turning papers over, looking through their list to find a guy that no, they're going to wait. Yeah, they're going to wait. Transfer portal, like you said, there's thousands of names. That, I don't know if it's thousands, but I mean, there's a ton of well, names. Well, it's a ton. But by the time it's all said and done, it will be thousands. I mean, I, I think the transfer portal is going to be so freaking crowded. It's I, I, I'm expecting a circus, and most coaches are. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing about the transfer portal that's going to frustrate people is there's a real chance that you're not going to be able to execute those transfers until the summer. Yeah, so that changes your whole. I mean, so it's yeah, you're your going to be playing. You're going to be bringing guys in, but they did that, you know, with Yaboa this year. They they brought him in, and he didn't get in until July. Yeah, basically got June. Tavius Robinson, yeah, Dean, Dean Leonard, you know. Yeah, so there's a lot there. You'll 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 see. You're going to see. You're going to see a lot in the transfer portal that that, and when guys go, well, how come you guys don't know those names? Because we don't know the names. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, we'll figure it out, but it's not going to happen right away. And and and, I, I expect coaches at all programs, but especially places like Ole Miss, to play it really coy with the transfer portal. All right, we're going to open up the phones. They're open. If you want to call in and ask a question of Zach, he's here six six two two five nine zero nine nine one. That's the Raptors Music and Food Hotline. You can call in and um, get your question in for Zach. I think I've got that open. My my computer tells me that I do. Um, someone says, didn't Kiffin mention in the presser the other day that there's some talk that the one-time transfer may not happen as planned in 2021? No, I, I don't, I don't think that's what he was saying. I, I think he was saying that it won't happen as quickly. It won't happen where guys can transfer in January. It's going to pass in January, I think, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be active, frankly, until possibly August where guys I can't imagine the NCAA dragging their feet about anything. Yeah. <laughs> so that that thing could that thing could get weird. Yeah. But if it does, it does. You know, I mean, you you go through spring a little shorthanded. Yeah. That's what that means. And 
And quite frankly, no one really knows what spring's going to look like. No. I mean, no, you know, are you are you going to be allowed to have 15 spring practices? And yeah. if the pandemic is still going on, if the vaccine's not out, I don't know. Here's the thing no one knows. That's what I was going to say. And so there you're going to have multiple plans. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a plan for a spring where it's as usual. You're going to have a plan for a spring where there are no practices. Mm-hmm. If you made me bet today, I'd bet no practices. Yeah. That's what I'd bet. I'd bet they'd say, hey, there's no point in it. Yeah. Um, and hell, I'd say Kiffin's probably one of those where it's like, oh, he don't care. We, we don't need No, we I mean, need to. well, he was pro kind of mini camp anyway. Like an OTA setup type deal? Yeah. I, frankly, I think what you saw in the fall might be the path they start to go down the road where you have a longer fall camp, which is a little bit more structured, a slower buildup. Fine with that. That's six weeks of fall camp. I don't know about you. I personally liked the delayed start. Yes. I mean, please. Well, like this week, like what, what are we going to get this season? I know it's weird, but I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Ole Miss play uh, Mississippi State tomorrow, November the 28th. Mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss is going to have an open date on the 5th. And then I think they're going to go to Texas A&M on the 12th and LSU on the 19th. So you do think they're going to go with that? I do. And so if you if you get that, I'll be honest. I'd rather watch December football than oh. early September football. Dude, yeah. Where it's ninety seven degrees on 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 these playing fields and that's rough. All right, we gotta call. Let's see. Just beginning to wonder if it was working. Hey, who do we have? Hey, who do we have? Hello? Hey, turn your device down. Who do we have? Oh, uh, this is uh Actually, on the on the board, I'm firefighter Red. Okay, hey firefighter. Where, I'm actually I'm actually at the fire station today, so I'm having to come out. We just got done working out. I saw you were doing a yeah. live feed, and uh, hold on, I mean, we literally just finished working out. <laughs> um, the uh, I just was curious why you had in there. Who are ten players? that you think we're most likely to sign that are not already committed. And again, I'm not holding anybody accountable. I'm not going to go, oh, my God, you missed badly here. I'm just curious, just for just to hear okay. who you think we, either one of y'all, Zach? who we might get. Just 10? Just 10 that you that are committed that you just feel like you have a good feeling about. Okay. Uh, well, we've, we've already talked about Altmaier. I feel pretty, pretty good in saying they'll get him. Um, I think Brandon Buckhalter is probably leaning Ole Miss right now. Um, I like, uh, let's see, you can chime in if you want. I'd, um, I'd probably put MJ Daniels in that group. Yeah. Um, another former commit. I think they get him back. Um, I think they're going to sign the, uh, the linebacker you wrote about the other day. John Lewis? Yeah, Lewis. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people, you know, without being too funny here, I think a lot of people are going to get their wish with they're going to they're going to sign some Mississippi guys, and I think that they've focused on some that they think can can make an impact and can play SEC football. They're not going to, you know, the whole Mississippi made thing, but um, they're going to sign some some Mississippi guys. Honestly, here's a name that we haven't talked about a lot, but I talked to somebody last night. I posted on the board. I think uh, Jalen Sheed 
could potentially be someone they get in the fold. The um, tight end. Oh, that's that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, he um, he I I don't know. I in my opinion, the the conversation I had could potentially get squeezed out just numbers wise because LSU is recruiting at an incredibly high level. Um, but he's a guy that I've heard is super intrigued of what Kenny Yaboa has done in this offense, and um, he certainly has the body to to step in and, and play 6'3", 235, 240, really athletic. Plays both ways at Olive Branch. He's, he's got to do a lot because um, they're, uh, they're not very good, so he's have, he's being asked to do a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know where we're at, five or six here. Um, the, the defensive lineman from New Jersey, there's a couple of them. Oh, yeah, Talik Robbins. Really, uh, I like Ole Miss's chances there. Because uh, I don't think he's a take at A&M right now. Yeah, that's probably accurate. I think A&M just has their their uh, sights set on some bigger, some bigger names, some other defensive linemen. Well, Jimbo Fisher's a little further along in the rebuild than Lane Kiffin is. Makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I, work, I have an A&M cohort who kind of said the same thing that they they've got some really highly rated players already committed. So he thinks we'll get. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Neil Neil went out and and took the heat off me earlier, and I'll I'll take the heat off him. Uh, I think Ole Miss leads right now, and I think they're going to get Taiwan Malone. I do too. Wow, that that's great. The, look, the, the kid. We've said it as much. The kid is serious about baseball, and this isn't some gimmick. He's not just some, you know, big dude that hits bombs and strikes out a bunch. No, like he's he takes baseball very serious. He's a very serious baseball player. Played all summer uh, with a travel team, um, Bianco and Carl Lafferty. Uh, Clement, they've done a fantastic job recruiting him. And, and look, we, we we mentioned it, I guess, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. He had the opportunity to visit Ole Miss before everything shut down. So he's been to Oxford. He's seen everything at the IPF. He's seen everything at Swayze. So that's um, that's huge because, um, you know, Tennessee's really coming after him. Uh, A&M is in there in Florida State. So um, I, I like Ole Miss's chances there. And then Chris Partridge, obviously, with the Northeast Connection is – Paying off. Are there any guys specifically you want to ask us about, firefighter? Uh, let me see. Can you, uh, the linebacker Lewis? I don't know anything about him. How how good is he? Is I saw somebody said he's the number two player in the state. Now that's a pretty big rise. Like, how did he go unnoticed last year? I mean, it's it's high school football in Mississippi. It's it's not a. Uh, yeah, you know, he played played plays at Germantown. It's not a power by any means they weren't winning a bunch of games winning state championships and i think now, just, see, i haven't been back to mississippi in a long time is germantown a new i mean i don't remember hearing that high school yeah it's uh is that a new it's it's a product of of all the growth in madison yeah it's i guess what gluckstadt is where it's, see i don't even know where it's, yeah. it's in mad i mean i knew madison was like the hot spot in mississippi to go back and live but well it's gluckstadt um, madison that area um was madison central was was overcrowded so they built the second school, and so it's... And that's drumming. Okay, well that, that helps a lot with geography, because I, I wasn't actually sure where that school was located. Okay. It's, it's where, uh, if you remember Nigel Knott, that's where he went to school. I do. Did, whatever happened to him? Did he, I knew he left Alabama. Anybody he, ever take him? He had a, uh, I think, a uh, some kind of medical condition that, that surfaced, and uh, I believe he might have retired from football. I think so. I think he stayed at Alabama. He's just not, not playing football, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, John Lewis, I mean, he Are had you? a huge senior year. Um, 
double-digit tackles I, for loss, sacks, a lot of tackles, and are, I think just nine games. Okay, and are y'all surprised that – I mean, I do think that some of the tight ends we're in on are good, but are y'all – I'm just kind of curious why we don't have more four- and five-star tight ends looking at the numbers. Because they haven't been to, because they haven't had a chance to come to Oxford. They can't, they can't uh, interact yeah. with the coaches. That's what it is. I mean, people just don't yeah, want no, to hear right. that. Everybody, no, everybody wants to that. take the personal part of this. These, these are not – and I'm not. This is not me talking down to you or talking down to anybody. But these are these are not strictly football decisions. And and the number of kids who who now you'll see this in the transfer market, where a kid's gone through the recruiting process and he's been to college and he he's seen the 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 whole deal, and he's looking at where he wants to transfer. Now that's where you'll see a, a kid make a a football specific uh, decision. Hey, the, the, these this school X puts position Y into the NFL. I'm going to go there. You'll see that, but not you don't see it much with 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. These are bigger decisions than that, and there's still there's still some idealism. They, they haven't they haven't been jaded yet. That comes when they get to campus, but uh they they they're just not it's it's very difficult to commit to a program where you've never been in the building. That's that's really hard. No, I, I get obviously I, I was never recruited at high school. So also, um real quick on the offensive line, I know about pounders. Who else are we kind of possibly gonna sign on the offensive line? Uh so And hey, thanks for the call, firefighter. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I glad y'all are doing this. It's you know, we're kinda we believe it or not, you can be quarantined in a fire station. We have to when we're not working out or going on calls, we have to stay in our bedrooms. <laughs> Oh, that because suck. they had to, well, they had to shut down a station because a firefighter came in that had it, spread it to the rest of the crew. Even though they didn't have it, they all had got sent home, so we lost a whole bunch of people off the shift. And they're just like, okay, and that's not happening again. From here on out, stay in your rooms unless you get calls or you're doing some kind of a, and you have to wear your mask and all that in the station. It's weird. Well, thanks for doing what you do. We really appreciate it. Yep. Talk, talk to you. Well, thank y'all for what you do. And anybody else that has a nine to five job, it's it's rough. Anyway, so yeah, offensive line. What are y'all uh, hearing? Uh, so the 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 big junior college, um, the big Australian guy, Jordan Moko. He's from out in uh, Snow College out in Utah. He's a he's a guy they're still they're still looking at. Um, I posted about. I've seen uh, his picture. He, he's a wrestler. He, he looks like an offensive lineman just in his picture. Good lord! Yeah, he, he looks like uh, he'd be uh, in the WWE or something. He's he's large. Yes. Um, and I'm I'm gonna butcher how to say his name, but uh, Kimo Macanioli. That's who Simmons wrote about today. Yeah, from Niceville, Florida. He's committed to Florida State. Uh, he's still shopping around with a lot of SEC schools. Have been in contact with him. I know that Ole Miss is recruiting him hard. <laughs> Uh, states involved there as well. Um, Randy Clements, I, I'd, I'd say he he's done a nice job, not just with um, what he's done with this with this uh, offensive line this year. Because I, I was telling somebody the other day, and Neil, I'm, I mean, you you guys talk about it every day, but people don't realize that Ole Miss running the football this year been really good. Yeah, they have. Um, they lead the SEC yes. in total offense. So. Um, hey, firefighter! I'm gonna let you go so we can take another call. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thank Y'all you. guys. Yeah, I, oh. offensive line of the, again, and 
people might say, well, that's just a cop-out. You don't want to give out names. But they're just going to be picky. They're not going to take dudes. If they got Micah Pettis right now, um, Cedric nicely, I, they're guys that they think fit what they do. Yeah. And um, so they're, they're going to be selective. They really like pounders. Uh, and I think that um, he's certainly an SEC caliber guy. Yeah, you know, they're going to have to replace Royce Newman. They need depth up front. Um, They've gotten to play a lot of young guys this year, and I think they, they, that's good. They like that. Caleb Warren. Yeah, just hadn't gotten to play a lot of them. They're, just, they're thin there, but, you know. You always got to get bodies every year front seven. Yeah, always. I, th- I think you'll see them try to add transfer portal a spot or two there, you yeah. know bridge to the next class with some instant impact guys yeah for sure because that's they've been good up front yeah not great but good and uh yeah i mean that you know might go down the road and perver- you know, knock on uh the proverbial door of uh charles cross you know oh hey, hey man you it could happen you uh i don't i don't think you like pass blocking 60 times a game oh listen nothing <laughs> i mean Kermit Davis talked about this in basketball, but it applies to football too. A, a part of your job now is to constantly be evaluating other rosters. That wasn't something you used to do. Yeah, no, I mean it is now. And if you're so, if you're an offensive line coach, part of your gig is you're evaluating other offensive line groups. Yeah, you're looking for a poach. Oh, absolutely. Because everybody's going to be looking to poach you, and that's the other part. Somebody, I'm just going to tell you this is going to happen. I have no idea who, but I would bet money on it. Somebody that we're not thinking of today is going to transfer someplace. Who knows? I don't know who that will be, who it won't be. Well, now somebody's going to call and ask. But I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I bet money on yeah. there will be some surprise transfers. There will be guys that get it, you find out that so-and-so is transferring from X to Y. You're like, whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because who knows? And, and I'll repeat this again. They're not football robots. Yeah, I mean, they're people. People don't like being vulnerable. People don't like, you know, a lot of people don't like talking about their feelings. You know, I, I, I'd still say if a kid is happy, he's not going to transfer. They're going to make it all through the football season, go through the motions, be on the sideline. If they're playing, they'll play. And then when the season's over, they'll reveal, you know, hey, man, I'm just not happy anymore. I got to yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. All right, phone line's open, 662-259-0991. Malone does not sign till February, right? So yeah. we, we get another month of that drama. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to play baseball up there at Bergen Catholic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, hey, who do we have? What's up, guys? It's Vibin Rab. Hey, Vibin, what's up, man? Nothing much, just hanging out. Y'all doing all right? Oh, yeah, just uh, oh, yeah. talking some crouton, just turned on the – Who's Texas playing Texas Iowa State game? We're just just chilling. Clones and horns. We do have a couple football games tonight. Hey, I think Oregon, Oregon. Uh, I think we got Pac-12 after dark tonight. Yeah, I Still think there's right. another game and two. I'm just. It did feel weird last night not having to stress over the egg ball. I'm not gonna lie. I like it on a Saturday, but you know the past three years it's been what on a Thursday night. Yep. It's been a minute. You weren't stressed about New Mexico and, and Utah State. You know what? I got so bored last night. I actually did put it on, and then I was like, what am I doing? I'm not betting this game. I love football, but I don't love football that much. And I just – I did watch a little bit of Gonzaga basketball. Gutting it out in 20-degree weather. 
No, it, it looks miserable out there right now. I mean, two winless teams. I don't know if either players particularly want to be there at this point in the season, but I mean, it looked pretty. I don't know who won. I'm guessing Utah State won. I think they were winning when I looked. I once again but, failed the Neil McCready uh, uh, personal test. Uh, every so often, I don't like the movie, but there's a. I have a little challenge with it. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't care. I'll admit it. Um, a Field of Dreams was on MLB Network, and there was nothing else on. So I'm like, oh, I'll see if I can do it. And so I watched enough of it to get into it, to get to that point at the end <laughs> where his dad comes back from the dead as a yeah. young man to throw baseball with him to see if, can I get through this without getting dusty? Nope. No chance. Uh, no emotion whatsoever? No. I mean, I got all teary-eyed again. I can't, I can't get through it with no emotion. It's the damnedest thing because I don't like the movie. It's a bad movie. <laughs> I don't like the movie, but there's something about that at the end that gets me every single freaking time, and I'll sit there and just tear up every time. And I, so I, it's become a little game with myself. All right, we're going to get through this one without – can't do it. <laughs> I guess as a dad, yeah, it's different. I'm just never – my family wasn't huge baseball fans, but, I mean, I saw the movie when I was a kid, and I was a fan of it. Like, I thought it was an okay movie. It just never got me – Teary-eyed, emotional because I just didn't play baseball growing up. I was kind of weird like that. I wasn't a big baseball, born in a big baseball family. Never so played, it just doesn't never, resonate. Never like played catch me. with your dad though. Yeah, yeah, we did before, and I mean, when I, I think about how people look at it like that, okay, I can get that. But like, I mean, it wasn't like we weren't, you know, at the ballpark every Saturday. You know, I was playing little league and stuff like that. But I mean, I played football catch with my dad as much as I did baseball, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but... To ease your so, uh, stress, Zach, the, uh, the Aggies... And Neil, really, I kind of wanted to night. talk to y'all about recruiting, and I know this is probably too far in advance, but, Neil, I think you've done a pretty good job of describing how Kiffin wants to brand Ole Miss sort of as a national entity. Like, he's, he's trying to make hashtag come to the SIP Trend. Like he wants to be able to go to South Carolina, Georgia, New Jersey, all over the place to get kids. But I do think it's interesting. And I've talked to a couple, you know, in-state coaches who are really, really high on the in-state 22 class for Mississippi. They, I mean, I taught, I had one coach tell me who's, I mean, he's a high school coach, so he's probably biased, but he told me they think the state of Mississippi has, already has three SEC running backs in the 22 class, which I think is kind of crazy because sometimes in Mississippi you don't even get one. But um, I'm curious to see, do you think this staff is still going to do the national approach because, you yeah. know, that's the brand they want to build? Or do you think, you know, they'll make an exception for a loaded in-state class? Oh, look, in look I, oh, I, I think this is simple. I think if a, if a kid can play – they're going to go after him, and if, if that kid's from Oxford, Mississippi, or Oxford, Ohio, it's not going to matter to them. I just don't – what they're not going to do is make the critical mistake that the previous staff made with that hashtag Mississippi made, which implied that they value in-state kids over out-of-state kids. When you, right. know, when you know in this state, and you know how it works, every year – Please tell me the last time that either Ole Miss or Mississippi State swept the state in recruiting. Hint, it doesn't happen. State's not yeah. going to let it happen. State's not going to let it happen. So no, no matter how much you've got it rolling at Ole Miss, 
you're 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 not going to be able to get every kid you want in the state. Look at when Freeze had it rolling. I mean, he all but had Chris Jones, and then he didn't. He all but had Jeffrey Simmons, and then he didn't. Yeah. I, I mean, and and I can tell you, um, Hugh Freeze didn't know that he didn't have Jeffrey Simmons until he didn't have him. That thing happened that fast, and so that's going to happen in this state. So you 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 can't you can't. You just have to approach kids from Mississippi like you would approach kids from anywhere else. Either the kid, you, either you think the kid can play in a nationally competitive program or you don't. And if you do and he's from Mississippi, well, then all the better. But you don't, what you don't want to get into the trap of doing is taking this kid from Kosciuszko or wherever. I'm just making up names. Corinth, wherever, because he's a Mississippi kid and you get him to campus and you're kind of what you suspected proves to be true, which is he's not really an SEC player. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're going to be able, Vibe, and I'll tell you, they're going to be able to pick and choose if they want because, um, I mean, just kind of running off some names here, you know, you talked about running backs. I know that Branson Robinson is, uh, has kind of burst onto the scene. He's at Germantown. He's John Lewis's teammate. Um, he's got a ton of Power 5 offers. Michigan, Bama, Oregon, uh, Georgia, uh, and then you know defensively, the uh, the class in twenty twenty two is is pretty beefy up front. I mean, you've got you know somebody that haven't heard a lot about just because he's been pretty quiet. But you know, Jaheim Otis down in uh, in Columbia, uh, he's a monster. Um, well, that's not nice. I mean, he, did you see the video of him kicking off and then making the play? Well, no, but yeah, to, that was insane. But to call I, him a monster is so mean. Oh, and then, and then, look, Vibin says he's insane. That's not politically correct. <laughs> I mean, we have got to do better, y'all. Sorry. It's twenty twenty. Um, I yeah. will say this about Columbia too. I mean, this is just, you know, most Mississippi classes aren't particularly loaded. They've got five to maybe ten guys that can play high level Division One Power Five football. But, you know, it does feel like every three or four years there's that one class that has 15 to 20 kids that can play in the SEC. And it's unfortunate because I think the last one was the 2019 class. And, you know, that was the one where Luke and them, they went, okay, we're all in on Mississippi. Yep. And then they proceeded to strike out on – I mean, they got Jerry and Ely. They got Snoop Connor. They got a couple good in-state kids. But, I mean, they missed on the Kobe Dean. They missed on – you know, Nathan Pickering, like all those. And I, it's one of those interesting things. It kind of sucks for State and Ole Miss because every three years when the state gets loaded, you know, Alabama comes in, Georgia comes in, Auburn comes in, Florida State comes in. I'm just – and I'm really curious to see because it, it seems like Leach isn't really playing up the in-state thing. I mean, he's processing kids left and right that are from, like, state pipelines. I mean, one of the kids that got processed from Mississippi State, he's a West Point kid. You know how many kids they signed from West Point? Yeah. Just, I, I think it's very interesting. I, I think he's going to try – he's going to recruit to a system. And it's one of, it's one of the reasons I don't think it's going to work. But, but that's what he's going to do. It's what he did at Texas Tech. It's what he did at Washington State. It's what he's already doing at Mississippi State. He's going he's gonna to recruit – to a to a system and if you don't fit that system he's not going to recruit you and that's one of the reasons they've processed so many guys is guys don't fit the system and guys are unhappy and he doesn't care 
Yeah, he and he's using the word like purge, which is crazy to me. Like when he came out in that press conference, and I think it was the Kentucky game or whatever. Yeah, and I'll give credit to Lane, and you know, you got to kind of beat around the bush when it when when people ask him quote unquote football questions about why they're so bad on defense. He's not coming out and saying, "Well, we, we don't have the kids in the system, so we got purge a couple." You know, he's just being like, oh, we're just, you know, nonchalantly kind of beats around the bush. You know, with that being said, I'm sure he's going to process a bunch of kids, but. Well, they're going to try to recruit above them. But yeah, it's not, you know, it, it, look, he didn't recruit those guys. It's not, it's not uh, their fault that they got recruited. So he, he's not going to, it's why people keep asking the Luke Logan question sometimes. I'm like, God, he, he didn't recruit this kid, but what do you want him to do? I mean, you want him to persecute the kid right here on the, on the press conference? I mean, he's not going to do that. So, but no, it's, it's, it's a good point. Look. Kiffin has a plan. It's like I've said so many times. We'll see if it works. I I, I don't because it, it kind of got delayed a year. This is yeah. not going to be even if this recruiting class finishes with them getting everybody they want, which probably won't happen because that really never happens to anybody. But even if it did, it's not going to be the class that they intended on bringing in when they first got here. But the pandemic changed that, so the they had to kind of shift and audible and run a different play than what they had on the script, and they'll go back to the script moving forward. Yeah, and, and this is the last thing I really do, and I've talked to a couple of people about it, and, you know, they think exactly what you think. They had a plan to have a quote-unquote splash class that kind of put them onto the scene nationally. I think that's going to happen in 2022. It's just a matter of getting those, that's kind of what I think too. those um, that's official what I think. visits. Yeah, that's what I think. It's hard to, hard to get a kid to uh, – to sign with you when he's never been on your campus, he's never been in your building, he's never met your your staff in person, he's never been to your practices. Uh, boy, that's a lot to ask. And that kid's got offers from, you know, all over the place, including at places where he has visited. That's <laughs> that's a hard pull. I mean, you might get you might get one or two of those guys, but you're not going to sign a class full of four and five star kids that have never been to your campus and have never been in your building. That that that's just that is an unrealistic ask. And when people do that, I'm 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 always inclined to go, do you have kids? Do you do you? I mean, it's just would you send your kid? I mean, I've got a I've got a high school senior in my house. Would I send her? I know we're not talking about football, but would I send her to a school that we've never visited? No. 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 Yeah. Hell no. I mean, no, and, and and if you did, so if you told me that there was a scenario where I did, it'd be like, okay, well, she got a full, complete ride from Stanford or Northwestern or an Ivy, mm-hmm. and even then you'd be, you know, so my point is, the kid who's going to do that, where's he going to go? Well, the kid that gets the offer from Alabama, and he's never been to Alabama, well, Alabama's a proven commodity right now, Ole Miss is not. That was the word I was going to use. When you can't go somewhere, you go to the known commodity. Yes, and Ole Miss is Ole Miss is not established. I mean, it's been seven fun games, but seven games doesn't establish you as a as a commodity. It just doesn't. Hey, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Speaking of known commodities, Texas has been strong right now. Just still early. Still early. I got the Cyclones in this one. I do too. I like Matt Campbell. I think he's a good coach. And for whatever reason, I just don't like Texas. I don't really have a reason. I don't either. 
I've never really liked them. I think it's the arrogance. I know several uh, several guys, close friends that live in Austin, and it's just a weird ignorance. Like they just are blind to their even, mediocrity. Yeah, even though they're not good, they're just like, nah, we're Texas. Yeah. Sam Ellinger is just pushing forward with his Heisman campaign. Right <laughs> <laughs> Heisman. Do you think they can hold on? Do you think Iowa State can hold on to Matt Campbell? Uh, yeah, so far they have. I mean, now look, let me know what happens when a Michigan comes calling. That's what I was going to say. But, you know, yeah, I, I think I think it's becoming obvious that he's not going to leave for just the first deal. He's I right. am surprised that, like, South Carolina, schools like that don't kick the tires on a Matt Campbell. Who do you think they're going to get? Starting to sound more and more like Shane Beamer. Really? Yeah, and less and less like Billy Napier. I think it's one of those two. Billy Napier doubling down on himself? I don't know. I don't know whether he that's the gamble. I, the people that know him, and I'm always cautious of this because you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm a capitalist from the word go. Um, the people that know him will tell you that the money doesn't matter to him much. Yeah. And I always roll my eyes at that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come on. But they, yeah, the horn's going to go up 10 nothing. Then they shoot that cannon like right at you. That has to scare the hell out of you when you're right there in the end zone and boom. Um, the, the, the people that know him say, hey, he likes where he is. Mm-hmm. He's going to win there. Got time. In no rush. And maybe he's waiting to see what happens with Tennessee in a year. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, Lafayette's just a wonderful place. Well, I mean, you know, he's making enough money to be comfortable. Yeah, obviously, and and he's winning. When you're when you're when you're a football coach, you make that money, you can make any place comfortable. Yeah, so you know he's. I like Shane Beamer. The only thing that gives me pause is he's never been a head coach. Yeah, it's that that feels like a real jump. He's in he's, this league. Yeah, right he's, now, he's coached at a lot of big time programs, but he's never been head coach. I think he can put together a staff, and that's yeah. one of the things that I think they like about him. Oh, I X'd out of the wrong deal. I hate when I do that. Yeah, he can absolutely do that. We talked about it. I think that that's what Freeze would not be able to do. Well, I've told people in Knoxville when they talk about Hugh Freeze, I'm like, look, man, <laughs> Hugh Freeze is a really good coach. He's a big offensive coach, and what he does to turn programs around quickly. He's done it now at three places. You know, Arkansas State, boom, they were very good early. Ole Miss was good early. Liberty was good early. Can he sustain it? Mm-hmm. And then at, at a place like Ole Miss where you, at, or South Carolina or Tennessee where you better have a staff. Yeah. I, he I, can out-coach people at Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. My One of my co-hosts over at Red Cup, Ben, uh, shout out to Ben Woodhouse, he, he made that point where he was like, man, he is a great – instant turnaround like against the odds type coach early on where it's like hey man all these people said that you were you weren't good enough you couldn't get it done we're gonna prove them wrong he can do that for two or three years then you know things start to get tough and he kind of fizzles out um you know neil that we might be looking at a full circle situation here where him and jill on the honeymoon went to neyland stadium i know the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yes, he, yes, he does. He does. Uh, Very mysterious. Yeah. 
I haven't heard anybody else about South Carolina other than Napier and Beamer, to be honest. No, that's really it. What's interesting with Tennessee is – Oh, and they are all in on freeze right now. The fans are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure Phil Fulmer is. <laughs> when you make that move, when, when do you do it? Tennessee's going to play a football game on December the 19th. Signing period's going to be over. Reluctantly, they're going to. I mean, when you do it, you, you set up – you set a class, you set a program back a full year. Yeah. And from the looks of it, they don't have the room to get set back a full year. And it's I, a weird deal there. It I, is. I think they actually kind of caught a break today, not having to play Vanderbilt Saturday. You think? A little bit. Vandy's not playing bad right now. No, they're, I mean, they're not good. They haven't quit. No, and, and the, the quarterback's decent. Yeah, Seals is not bad. He's, he's okay, and – they're 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 trying for whatever reason. They're all trying. Also, really wanted to see that soccer uh, soccer player kick for him. Do you see that? Yeah, I talked to some people up there about that. They're not particularly happy. It's a it's not a. A lot of people think they think it's a publicity yeah. stunt. At a time when you don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe Fulmer will do a Barry Alvarez. I'll just. You know what? Oh, I think he'd love to. I'm doing it. <laughs> I think he'd love to do that. All right. Iowa State better wake up. 662-259-0991. I'm giving Sipreb a minute because he says he's in the drive-thru line. He's going to call in just a second. So what drive-thru? I don't know. I have to find out what he got. I bet drive throughs are crazy today. All the shopping. Oh, yeah. I got lucky this morning. The Starbucks in Germantown wasn't bad. All right. See, I didn't see that. Whoever that was trying to call, call again. I didn't have it up. I'm sorry. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the clones better get it going, man. They're making us look bad. 7.39 to go in the first. It's 10 nothing horns over the Cyclones. I'm interested in Notre Dame, North Carolina later too. today. That's got a chance to be a good game. It'll be good to see old Phil. Oh yeah, down there with his wristbands. He's actually done a pretty good job. He has. I mean, in all fairness, Sam Howell's a really good quarterback. It's almost like if you have a good quarterback, you have a chance. You know. Heard that. That seems to be the rumor. I. Uh, all right, here we go. I think Notre Dame might be for real too. All right, now that time, whoever it was that was trying to call, they didn't even give me time to click the button. It was gone. It was like one second. I'm sitting here watching it. I've got the call. I've got the call box wide open. Black Friday, man. People I know people are crazy out there. I don't know why people still do that. You can buy everything online now. I did. Well, the girls were up early this morning. They went shopping. I I did. They did? I did a lot of. We've pretty much done Carson's all online. I got Carson a really cool thing today. Just, he'll be he'll be jacked when he gets it. He doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'd be hesitant to say <laughs> it. Where someone who does listen would tell him. It. Uh, I saw the other day. Um, I was in Target. They had a fifty-inch TCL for two hundred and fifty bucks. Really? Which is a steal. That's a great television. That's what we have out on the patio. Yeah. It has the Roku built in. That's. Two fifty for fifty inch. That's pretty dang good. 
Yeah, you can apparently get great deals on electronics right now. Uh, you, they got it. They got it uh, set up pretty nice at Costco. That's the first thing you see when you get in there. Oh, I'm sure. That's where the money is, man. All right, Sip, if you want to try one more time, I'm, I'm sitting here, just, just got the mouse just waiting to pounce on it. He says his phone, my phone doesn't like his phone. So that might be the deal. Um, of the, you, you expect any news next week? Are, you, are we now at the point where it's, it's all going to wait until the 16th? Uh, it'll be a mix, I think. Um, at this point, you, you kind of have to think kids are like, well, I might as well just wait and get, yeah. the, get the fanfare. But I think if the game goes like I think it goes tomorrow, and I, I glanced at Neil's picks. I think we all picked. We all picked them to cover except Chase picked them to. Um, he's hedging to get a game. Yeah, Chase is doing, he's hedging. Yeah. I think if the game Hello? goes. Hey. Hey, who do we have? Is this Sip? Uh, yeah, this is Sip, finally. Yeah, um, Yeah, I don't know if it's your phone. Probably mine. Uh, I'm kind of in uh, south of Mississippi, kind of where there's not a lot of good service. So, um, anyway, uh, first off, I have a buddy of mine who's, and this isn't one of those things where people say you know someone who knows someone. He's pretty close to Hugh, and uh, the other day he actually called Hugh, and Hugh kind of made it sound like he wasn't that into the South Carolina job and kind of hinted more at the Tennessee job. and. Uh, that's from the horse's mouth. I yeah. heard it with my own ears. I don't so. doubt that. He, he's not into the South Carolina job because they're not into him. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of like <laughs> a, I kind of hinted at him because they're really close. I'm not into Kate Upton. To give it away. I'm not into Kate Upton right now. I'm really not. <laughs> I think I think it's also, I think a lot of it, as the kids would say, Neil, he doesn't want that smoke from Dabo. You don't want to take that uh, medicine yeah. every single year. Is that they, a, is that yeah, you're definitely down. taking a back seat in, in that gig. So I can tell you this, and I'm 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 pretty sourced on this one. They just they being South Carolina, they looked at Freeze. They've talked about Freeze. They just don't think the trouble's worth it. Yeah, I I, I mean I kind of can't blame them with their with their chancellor or president or whatever being is is you know tight you know just a tight well put together guy i couldn't see him going that route anyway so he's they, a west they, point guy i think so. yeah he's a west point guy they look at hugh freeze as way too high maintenance i mean yeah to, i can to, see it well to, it's all about him like y'all said it's if when when you when you win it's all because of him and when you lose well it's everybody else's fault well to, but, to, uh, to tie, to tie kate upton name on twitter yeah to tie kate upton back into this you know if if it's Kate, you might deal with a little bit more maintenance. You know, it might be worth it. You know, you might say, you know, well, well, you know, it's, but, but Kate, he's not Kate Upton. Kate Upton's a little different than Hugh Free. That's as my friend would say. I'm just trying to date him. I'm not trying to marry him. But uh, anyway, another question: uh, How many of of the the seniors that are going to get an extra year? How many of those guys do you think are going to kind of be nicely told to uh, probably look somewhere else or several. sit behind other people? Se- several. The sit behind <laughs> the sit behind other people a lot, um, you know. The told to just leave. I don't think there's going to be much of that. I, I don't think that would be a, a real good look. Um, but yeah, are there going to be some guys? I mean, there's no reason at all to to watch what we've seen from Lane Kiffin in the last year, and to think that he's not going to be honest with people. He is. No, he's going to be chopping hands for sure. Yeah, so I think he's going to tell some guys, "Hey, look, you know, um, especially if you if if guys were good citizens, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull your scholarship, 
if you want to stay here, yeah. stay here. You know, you, you're, you're, we'd, we'd love to have you. Now, understand, just because you played out of necessity this year doesn't mean you're going to play out of necessity next year, if you know what I'm saying. And Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Do, do I think that happens? Yeah, I think that happens a lot. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure with that. Primarily the defense, I can see that happening, you know, maybe six or seven of the starters if, if they can find someone to fill their shoes. Uh, last thing, do you think it's a it's a bad look that as bad as State has looked from a, a institution standpoint, football program all the way around, that there's still the Ole Miss isn't getting these guys easier to come to them, basically the guys that they want? Uh, well, give me some examples of who you're talking about. Well, I mean, the MJ Daniels, all the guys that y'all say have a good chance, you know, to go to Ole Miss or have a good well, chance to choose MJ's, Ole Miss. It just seems like with them being so – MJ's deal is a little more complicated and, than that. MJ's deal is a little more complicated. Um, and they, Look, you know how this, this works. Inside the state, Mississippi State always makes – I mean, this is kind of their M.O., and the coach may have changed, but I'm not sure the M.O. has. There's, there's always a couple of guys that they turn into priorities – and yeah, you know that make they make it very difficult to get those guys when they're priorities. Doesn't mean you can't get them, but yeah. it means you got to really work. And I don't know how many of these guys have been priorities for Ole Miss uh, all along. Yeah, and then you get into the you do get into the pandemic stuff and some of that stuff. There's I I don't I don't put to answer your question and maybe this ends up being sounding like a cop out. I think you probably know me well enough to know that's not my deal. Um, <laughs> I I don't I don't judge much from this year. Um, really, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't walk away with a lot of, uh, sweeping assertions from, from this yeah, year. That's kind of how I've tackled the year. Just watch the game and enjoy it and, and not really give a crap about it as much as, you know, from the result standpoint, I'm just more looking forward to the next year. So I don't think any of the kids in Mississippi that we're talking about are, um, program breakers where if you, yeah, if you don't, yeah, well, if you don't get that, agree with that if, too. if you don't get that kid it's the end of the world. I mean nothing against Michaela. I think that the, the, the two example. defensive tackles from up and and up north New Jersey wherever they're from I think they're more, you know, impact and and more vital to the program than some of the kids most of the kids that they're trying to get in Mississippi so. Yeah, I would say now that now we're not calling them bums by me. I think no, of course I think not. they're uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean this isn't like a oh well they're not coming to Ole Miss so they're not Good. I mean, I think that uh, it wasn't like when Nicobe Dean didn't come to Ole Miss. It was a there was a palpable, yeah, realization that this isn't going well. Right. There was a well. There, Neil's not talking about him like he would someone that's wearing a St. Louis Cardinal uniform or anything like that. <laughs> well, no, of course not. No, because that's <laughs> I, then I would be questioning. You know, they're well. We know they're all bums anyway. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like I, their <laughs> value as human beings. Yeah, like like like, like Ty Cooper. <laughs> like Ty Cooper is a guy that I really like to be a you know two-year starter maybe three depending on what else they get but yeah not an instant Robert Kimdichie day one guy but someone that's going to wherever he goes will be a really good college football player yeah well to be I mean you don't have to be a superstar to come to Ole Miss and and play cornerback safety linebacker I mean on the defensive line because I mean I mean Hell, we've got a wide receiver playing cornerback right now. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not exactly like you're you're having to come in and compete with the kids at Alabama, right? And you know, going back to your original question or just kind of the point of what you're or the the direction you were going, and Neil hinted at it. it look, State's gonna they're gonna find a way. There's gonna be one or two that they're not gonna lose. Yeah, 
That's yeah. The, 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 Every the, year. The just like the, like y'all hinted at, hinted at the or hinted at the Chris Jones and the Jeffrey Simmons kids Jeffrey, that Jeffrey they're going to refuse to let go of. Yeah. Jeffrey Simmons was the one that I was going to use in a, as an example when State found out that AJ wasn't coming, and everybody Nigel not oh, they. Yep. They did what they had to do. They pulled. Yeah. And yeah. that's and that's well. To be honest with you, I'm kind of glad we had... dodged that bullet anyway. I, I'm all about. You know, giving kids second chances, you know, God knows I made a lot of mistakes in high school. But the video of him, you know, which, had, you know, has been done a thousand times, hitting the, the girl, in no way, shape, or form could I ever condone that. And I was kind of glad he went to state anyway, so. Yeah, um, he's turned out to be one hell of a football player, but yeah, I, I agree Oh, with yeah, you. no yeah. doubt. Well, just because you're a good football player, as they say, right. don't mean you're a good human but uh Jones anyway i won't hang up and let y'all go i got okay. one more uh one more thing neil what what would have to be done for you to do kind of like a tell-all thing all the things that you know i listen to when you hint at things and we really don't know what you're saying as far as like the freeze era and the nut era and all that stuff i, um, I guess I'd have when to you're be, real, um, when you're willing to hang it up then you could do it I'd, I'd have to be on death's door because i i i, I, I could probably get sued um you don't want to burn those bridges either <laughs> yeah so no nah, I, don't, I don't you know i mean you know how this is. I mean, if, if for the most part, people can read between. If you can't, if, frankly, if you can't read between some of the, not not talking about you, but you in general. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if 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 you can't read between some of those lines, it's just you know, you're it's there's nothing. I it wouldn't. There's nothing more I can do. You Death, know, Death's what? Door would be a good podcast. Yeah, at Death's Door, where you're like, hey, I'm dying yeah, in the next two days, so I'm going to tell you everything. Well, we, you know, the program was at Death's Door last year, so I guess we kind of missed it by a year. Uh, there you go. But uh, anyway. <laughs> well, uh, all right, well, I'll, uh, all right. I'll hang up and listen to Thanks, y'all. I'm so. sure y'all probably aren't going too much longer. But uh, I thought it was interesting hearing that the guy, you know, me and we were talking about Freeze, and he ended up calling him on the phone because they're good buddies. And literally hearing it from the horse's mouth, I was like, well, I got to. I got to call in and say that because I just yeah. thought it was funny that if they offered him the job right now, he would walk there and that he was like, well, you know, I'm really, I, I, I kind of got my eyes set on other places, you know, <laughs> yeah. and kind of okay. hit yeah. it at Tennessee without yeah. saying it. So. Yep. 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 Uh, just, yeah. Just trust me on this one. He, he, he would go to, he would, <laughs> he would take South Carolina if they offered. There's a reason that, that oh, there's yeah. a reason that uh, he was searching Hugh freeze, South Carolina on Twitter. Oh well, there you go. Thanks for the All right, guys. All right, well, uh, I'll uh, I'm, I'll be tuning in tomorrow. Y'all okay. have a good day. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. All right, we'll uh, we'll wrap it there. We've been going hour, almost hour and a half. And Zach's got stuff to do. He's got Black Friday shopping to get done. He's just he's over here just looking for gift codes and going mm-hmm. crazy. Rebel Rags is probably going ham right now. <laughs> Probably so. All right. So uh, thanks to everybody who called. Zach, thanks for making the trip down. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody in the in the chat room. We'll have uh, score. We'll play this. I'll play this again tomorrow on the, the live stream for the pregame show at some point. So if you missed it, we'll see it again. I'll also put it up in uh, podcast form as well. So for uh, Zach Barry, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this episode of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxy. Don't forget it's deadsoxy.com. They've got the BOGO. Uh, enter promo code BLUE at checkout, B-L-U-E. Until next time, take care.